Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hi, and welcome to The Bee's Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. I'm glad you're here. We've got a very important show for you today. This is part four of the series, The Threats to a Proper Knee Replacement Recovery. I have delved into three subjects so far in this series. I think it's going to be seven, maybe eight podcasts all told. Uh, We've talked about DVTs. We've talked about uh, infection. We've gone through a deep dive into knee extension. But I think this one might be the piece that you listen to and enjoy and appreciate the most because so many people have a problem with knee flexion, whether it's after a patella fracture, MCL, ACL, LCL, PCL, meniscus tear, or total knee replacement. In all cases, bending your knee is a challenge. Uh, Sometimes it's a really big challenge and is the thing that gets in the way of a good recovery, and that's why I brought it up. So um, without any further uh, chat, let's get into it, and we'll first define our terms. Let's talk about what knee flexion actually is. Of course, it's bending your knee. Uh, We look at some metrics on that and understand what's good flexion and what isn't. And I go into that in great detail on the blog page that you can find by just going to x10therapy.com and typing in flexion. You'll find the article pretty quickly. But we define good flexion, manageable, it's okay, life is good flexion at 110 degrees bending. So if you're sitting in a chair and your foot is straight down, that's 90 degrees. If you go back just a little bit, about 10 degrees, that's 110 degrees. And that's enough to ride comfortably, seated properly, the seat at the right height, a stationary bike. So that would be a recumbent bike where the feet are in front of you or an upright that you're used to seeing, you know, a regular bike with your feet below you. You want to have the seat in the right spot and you can rotate around it about 110 degrees. And that we would call good enough flexion, you know, good, good, good bending. Uh, A lack of knee flexion, of full knee flexion, is a problem that can linger forever after knee surgery if it's not solved somewhat quickly. Full flexion is 130 degrees. I've got a great piece for you right now. Uh, It is by uh, PTA Yvonne LaCrosse. She goes for the next three minutes about range of motion, She does talk about extension, and she talks about flexion and the priorities and importance of of these things. So let's go ahead and go to the tape and listen to Yvonne LaCrosse, and then we'll continue our our conversation. So our first goal when we talk about range of motion is there's two different ways we want your knee to be able to move. The first one is called extension, and in order to get normal extension, you need to be at zero degrees, and we're trying to get you there as soon as possible. The reason behind that is to walk normally, you need zero degrees of extension. When your foot first hits the floor, it's the heel that makes the first point of contact. Now, if it doesn't, and your foot hits flat, then you're more prone to stub your toe, trip, and have a fall. And that is the number one thing we're trying to avoid. So what we want is that heel to hit first, and it takes zero degrees of extension for that to look normal. Your heel hits first, and then you roll through your toes. So very first goal, let's get you to zero degrees of extension. Now the second way that your knee moves is called flexion, and that's the bend of the knee. And now this is really important when it comes to transferring, when you're sitting to stand, when you're walking downstairs, you require a certain amount of bend to that knee to be able to do it normally. 
If you don't do it normally, your other joints are going to be under pressure. They are going to cause secondary issues of hip pain and back pain because now you've asked those joints to do more than what they're supposed to, all based on you didn't get the right bend to your knee. Very important to work on. What we're shooting for is we're trying to get to around 90 degrees first, and then you keep working towards the next goal of 110. Um, anything past that, cycling a bike, being able to bend down to guard and squat down just to pick up something from the floor, you're going to need at least 115 degrees and I often will tell my patients to shoot for even 120. The machine actually will max out at 130 and I've had patients max it out. They've called and said, for some reason the machine stopped, I can't get it to go further. And the reason why is because they've maxed it out at 130 degrees. So those patients don't have to be concerned with, are they going to be able to move their knee to be able to perform their daily functions? They've got it. They're able to bend to the point that they need to be able to do any activity that they want to do. As I mentioned before, a lack of full knee flexion is a problem that can linger, well, forever after knee surgery if it's not solved somewhat quickly after surgery. Somewhat quickly, I would define as 8 to 12 weeks post-surgery. By then, if it's not good, we've got a problem, certainly. Um, so, you know, let's just make sure that we recognize that you want to deal with this one quickly after a, a total knee replacement or other, other knee surgery. Now, we care about flexion because it greatly impacts our overall mobility and our activity levels. John McKay, a registered nurse who works with our team at X10, wrote a great article, and he wrote in great detail about how important mobility is. In his article, Want to Live Longer? You may want to start from the ground up. In a nutshell, that piece says, if you don't get your mobility back after a surgery like a knee surgery, a lot of things start to decline, particularly if you have are a little bit older. And that means that you're not breathing as well, your pulmonary system isn't as active, you've got a blood flow concern, your muscles may have some atrophy, you don't, you know, you don't walk because you can't walk, you know, just a decline that you just want to avoid. And, you know, without knee flexion, you might find yourself struggling with some of those other issues that you didn't expect. So flexion is a really big priority. Uh, and John writes quite a a lot about it in his article. Why do you need good flexion? Well, you need good flexion to do basic things like walk upstairs, enter and exit a vehicle, play sports, garden, kneel down to play with your grandkids, that kind of thing. So here's some benchmarks for you to just consider. You need 90 degrees to stand up from a seated position. Uh, to sit comfortably at a dining room chair or uh, desk, if you're doing some work, you'd need about 95 degrees. To walk upstairs, that's a 105 degree bend. Getting in and out of a car, 110 degrees. Ride a bike with the seat in the, in the proper position between 110 and 115 degrees, let's say. Bend down, kneel to garden, uh, which is a very popular activity for a lot of our patients. That's about 117 degrees. And if you're a tennis player, for instance, digging out a tough low shot in tennis where you're stretching, reaching, that might require 120 or maybe more. Uh, the maximum for the human being is 130 for, let's call it 95% of us. There are plenty of people who are particularly athletic. Maybe they do yoga. They're very uh, pliable, bendable, and they may get 140, 150 degrees. But again, for most of us, uh, 130 is the, the goal. The full flexion, full knee flexion would be 130. 
So if you don't get good flexion, what are the implications? As I mentioned earlier, your mobility is compromised. You move less, and as moving can be painful, you will not build your strength back after surgery. Strength is a whole topic I will cover soon in these threats to a proper knee replacement recovery. Uh, but if you don't get your strength back, this has not been a successful surgery. So if you can't bend properly, you can't do all of the athletic activities that you need to do to get your strength back. Um, your heart and lungs get lazy and less productive as there's less demand on your cardiovascular and pulmonary systems, and you will age more than otherwise. And there's another link in the article about uh, aging and lack of mobility and uh, the need to walk and the, the fact that you'll live longer if you do more walking. It's a terrific article. And again, there's a link provided to you um, in the article. And finally, there is a decline in muscle strength and other factors just as we age, right? That just happens to all of us. Being mobile helps us put off the impact of those conditions. So let's talk to those people who have surgery coming up. If you have uh, an elective surgery like a total knee replacement, pre-surgery flexion bending is predictive of your post-surgery flexion. And that is demonstrated in a lot of research, in particular, a big study by Natarajan Narayan and Vijay Raghavan. Uh, this study I took a look at, and I did share some of the facts in the, on the blog page. It's a study that shows that preoperative flexion significantly influenced postoperative flexion. Uh, it is a good parameter for predicting the postoperative outcome. Okay, so let me just do a quote from the, the research that I think will be really helpful. This is from that study uh, that, I, that I referenced. There was a positive correlation between preoperative and postoperative flexion bending. The better the preoperative flexion, the better the postoperative flexion. However, good flexors, good people with good flexion, tend to lose flexion while the poor flexors tend to gain some. So even those that have good flexion, there's a little bit of a loss after surgery, and those with poor flexion have an opportunity to gain. Total knee replacement can produce a predictable result, not totally dictated by poor preoperative flexion. Interestingly, restoration or even improvement in range of motion for those with good preoperative flexion may be limited by implant design and soft tissue tension. So just think about that for a second. Again, good flexors tend to lose some and poor flexors tend to gain some. That means that even if you are, uh, you know, have good bending before your surgery, you might lose some ground. And if you have poor flexion before surgery, there's an opportunity for some gains. With a knee replacement surgery, it is not simply the new mechanical joint that can be the determining factor. Rather, it's the ligaments, the tendons, the muscles that you have right now, and you've had all your life, that may impact how well you can flex your knee. And I also just want to ma mention for the record that this is news for all of us, as the study points out, and this is another quote, other factors such as age, sex, type, and kind of prosthesis did not show much evidence in influencing the outcome of post-operative range of motion at the end of one year follow-up interval. So, wow, in a nutshell, this means that everyone can benefit from some pre-surgery range of motion work. So, there you are, you've got surgery coming up. What can you do if surgery is ahead of you and you have poor flexion? 
I've got an answer for you. How do you like that? And that is called prehabilitation prehab. Um, you need to prepare for your surgery. And it's not just quads. That's awesome. We're going to go into great deal detail about strengthening. And we'll talk about prehab and, and strength after surgery. But the thing that you can do as much as building muscle is to build range of motion prior to your uh, surgery. Predicting your results afterwards. Let's get your flexion to be as good as it's going to get before surgery while you're doing the same thing for your extension. We've got a great interview with Dr. Carl Freeman. We've published it recently. Go back in the podcast stream and you can find that interview. He does a great job of describing uh, a a prehab program that was studied recently in the Wall Street Journal and comparing that to an X10 prehab program. And there's a marked difference between the two. The prehab program with the X10 machine, to throw a little X10 reference in the middle of this, uh, is amazing. And you can do so much work in about 10 days on the X10 that will really uh, provide a, a almost complete prehab program 10 days before surgery uh, that gets you right to the peak you know, performance, uh, which will help you so much once you get out of that surgery. So there's a there's a nice little comparison between the X10 prehab program and uh, a sort of a boot camp prehab program that was referenced again in that Wall Street Journal article. Uh, so again, take a look at the links there. There are also a couple links with a, a, a few patients that did prehab on the X10. You might want to take a look at those. Those are good interviews. Okay, so forget surgery for a second. What if you have poor flexion right now, with or without a past surgery? So let's define our terms uh, on flexion or bending. I'll call very poor flexion less than 80 degrees. So you can't even sit straight, right? You can't have your leg straight down. 80 degrees is your leg is out in front of you just a little bit. Poor flexion is between 80 and let's call it 95 degrees. So it's, you know, barely manageable, let's call it. Manageable flexion, though, I'll call 96 degrees to 109. And good flexion is 110 to 120. And great flexion would be anything over 121 degrees. And that's, um, that's a little chart that you can you know, reference as you're looking at your numbers. Um, if you have any one of these conditions from very poor flexion, less than 80 degrees, all the way to great flexion, I've got some thoughts for you um, if, you're, uh, if you're interested in, in making some changes and in, in improving those. So let's talk about that. If you have very poor flexion, that's less than 80 degrees, you may need a procedure. Uh, this could be a manipulation under anesthesia, it could be an arthroscopy, or maybe if you haven't had any surgeries before, maybe a total knee replacement, uh, or known as a total knee arthroplasty, TKA. Uh, in this case, really bad flexion, uh, that's not good for your quality of life. See a surgeon. Discuss your options. If you've already had a surgery, um, you may consider using uh, an X10 machine. You may go to a great physical therapist. Uh, you may uh, you know, focus on this at home. There are all kinds of techniques to potentially use, but you're, I would call it kind of in trouble if you're below 80 degrees and um, you need to do something about that because that's getting in the way of your life. There is an interview that we post on the blog page. It's a, a gentleman named Frank in Florida and he was two years post-surgery, had you know poor flexion, very poor flexion, and he was able to fix that, believe it or not, two years later. That's a good one to listen to. If it's not very poor, but we'll just call it poor flexion, that's uh, between 80 and 95 degrees, 
use the X10 to gain flexion or find a great physical therapist to work with you pretty consistently. Whether it's at home, daily, or you're going to the clinic very frequently, you want to you know, move those numbers up. Uh, poor flexion, 80 to 95, is something that you definitely want to deal with. I define manageable flexion, that between 96 and 109, as a concern, but something that you know you can live with if you're if you're sort of okay with that. Um, the suggestions here would be again consider the X10 machine if it's available to you, uh, and then there's another option here, and that is use a stationary bike to um, find your way to 109, 110. Uh, it, there's a whole article that we provide using a stationary bike after knee surgery. Uh, that's another uh, podcast as well as article. I would consider listening to that. That's a, a great resource for you, the stationary bike. You may have one at home. We also have recommendations on which bike to consider buying. Some of them are not so expensive, believe it or not, and very, very effective, very flexible in how you can use the stationary bike. And then the other option, of course, is get a great physical therapist to work with you on a regular basis, maybe a daily basis to get that flexion up. There's a, also a link that we have to a terrific uh, uh, interview with a lady named Nan in Boston, and she talks about, she's an athlete, and she talks about how she got her flexion, even though it was many months post-surgery, how she got you know back to good flexion. Um, for good flexion, let's call that over uh, 110 degrees. Um, you know, you could use the X10 as well to get up there to that 130 number, or again, find a physical therapist. You want to be persistent with your work you want to make it a bit of a vocation. It's not a three times a week kind of thing. Any of these uh, recovery p- patterns or programs, you really want to devote yourself to it, make it a regular part of your life a couple times a day. Uh, some strategies to consider specifically would be the stationary bike. Um, some actually with really poor flexion um, have used a rocking chair, which can help you work from between 90 and 100. Um, another technique is to sit on a dining room table or maybe a tall stool uh, or even a massage table, something tall where your leg can dangle and uh, do a drop and dangle. That's one where you just let your knee kind of hopefully without pain uh, dangle and move toward 90 or maybe pull it back with a TheraBand back to 110 to 120. So that's an opportunity for you to gently pull without causing yourself pain, your ankle and your your knee back a little bit. And if you do that persistently, there's an opportunity without pain, make some gains. It is the number one challenge for for any knee surgery. ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL, patellar fracture, meniscus tears, total knee replacement. A lack of full knee flexion is the number one reason patients call us six weeks after surgery looking for an X10 intervention. Um, So... Suffice it to say about knee flexion, if you don't got it, you want it. And if you got it, you really want to keep it. This is part four of the series. I mentioned at the beginning of the, the podcast, uh, there are others that you should consider listening to back in the, you know, within the last few months of this one. Deep vein thrombosis and knee replacement, infection and knee replacement, and then lack of full knee extension. Feel free to give us a shout. It's 1-855-910-5633 info at x10therapy.com. We're always uh, ready to talk knees and see if we can help you uh, in any way that we can. Uh, And uh, if you have any more questions, feel free to um, email me directly at the Bees Knees Podcast at thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. 
To learn more, visit x10therapy.com, 1-855-910-5633. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast. It helps people find us. X10, back to full strength.